This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Welcome back to the Honest Math Chat. How are you, teacher friend? Today's episode is all about change and making change in our pedagogy, which is not something that we typically think about in October. But I want to challenge us today to be thinking about the small changes we can make in our pedagogy that can lead to some bigger school-wide change. The term pedagogy refers to like the art and the science of teaching. It's the strategies, the methods, the approaches that we use as teachers to make the learning happen. And shifting our pedagogy is a deliberate and purposeful choice in transforming our teacher practices. But it's much easier said than done. Am I right? It involves departing from something that's known, maybe even traditional, and moving into something that's unknown. And today I want to talk about shifting our mathematical pedagogy from traditional teacher-centered approaches and moving toward and embracing something a bit more progressive and student-centered. Now, this shift is so important for today's educational landscape. Our students are required to not only have the knowledge and the proficiency, but they also have to possess skills like critical thinking and problem solving and have a deeper understanding of mathematics so that they can thrive in this like ever-changing world where we see that the careers of tomorrow are going to require mathematics and problem solving and technology. And so that means that we have to shift and change to keep up with the times. Now, let's talk about what a traditional pedagogy might look like. Now, I don't actually think that you, listener friend, have this in your classroom. But I will be honest with you, I think we all have elements of our pedagogy that we can reflect on and make changes to. So as I describe things today, this might not be you absolutely, but I encourage you to reflect and see if there's just a small change that you can make in your pedagogy. So a traditional math pedagogy might 
put emphasis on rote memorization. Repetitive exercises. That means more than three to five practice problems on one topic. And focusing on procedural learning. I see a lot of social media posts, blog posts, podcasts that focus on the strategies on how to get the answer, but they don't focus on how we get students to understand those strategies outside of just telling them. A more modern student-centered approach emphasizes that conceptual understanding through exploration and collaboration and real-world applications of math concepts. This kind of pedagogy is going to encourage our students to do that critical thinking. It's going to encourage them to ask questions of each other and of themselves and actively engage with mathematical reasoning rather than passively receiving information. Okay, so I want to tell you about a study that was done by Joe Bowler. You might know her. She's kind of a big name in the math world. This study was done in 2017, and it's called The Shift from Traditional to Modern Pedagogy in Math Education. Basically, this study talks about the positive impacts of shifting toward more modern approaches, like I just described. And this study and others like it are demonstrating that students who experience modern pedagogy not only perform better in math, but also develop a deeper appreciation for the subject of math and greater self-confidence and a lifetime love of learning. But this is challenging work to make the shift from the way we were taught to teach math, the way we experienced math teaching, right, to a new pedagogy is complex. So let's talk about why this feels so difficult. The first reason is that change can be scary when we get comfortable with what we know, right? Like, When we're asked to switch things up, it can feel like jumping into the deep end without knowing how to swim. We've been teaching in a certain way for years, and the idea of trying something new can make us feel really anxious. I actually think this is why so many teachers get angry about new teachers bringing in new ideas. I personally have experienced this of bringing new ideas up and then being met with a lot of negativity. But it's not that those teachers are actually mad. I think it's that they're worried or they're scared that what they've been doing for so long might not be the best thing. And they're worried that they've been hurting their students because that's the last thing they want to do. So instead of embracing new ideas and making changes, it's easier to stay guarded, right? So you don't have to face this idea that you might have been doing the things a little wrong in the past. I know for me personally, I faced this when the um, research and media coverage came out about Lucy Calkins, specifically the podcast Soul the Story. I had a lot of feelings of guilt and remorse for the way that I had taught students how to read because I didn't know better, right? And so I think we have to understand that when we're making changes to our pedagogy, we will face those feelings of being scared and anxious and worried and shameful. 
But that's all part of changing. And we can give ourselves grace and remember that when we know better, we can do better. And there is no sense in beating ourselves up for not knowing. The other reason why I think this can feel so complex and difficult is because there is so much pressure on teachers. Standardized tests, curriculum guidelines, parent expectations. You have to consider all of those as a teacher. It's not like we can just go into our classrooms and do what we know best. We have to meet a lot of demands from other people. And trying something new can feel like too big of a risk, right? What if it doesn't work? What if students don't perform well on the test when I made this shift? These worries can hold us back from making pedagogical changes that are research-based and will improve student outcomes. But the reality is, there is a lot of pressure, and we have to consider that as we're thinking about these changes. And the third reason I feel like this this idea of making change in your pedagogy feels so difficult is because most schools lack support for teachers. We know, as teachers, we know, right? We aren't supported in the ways that we should be. So there are people who want to make changes in their pedagogy, but they aren't given what they need to do so. Professional development opportunities, resources for more modern pedagogy are limited. And without proper training, it is challenging, I would say impossible, to implement new methods effectively. I've witnessed this as I've been consulting and coaching outside of my own classroom this year. The research exists right? The resources and the trainings and the professional development, they exist. However, the gap between that research and what is actually happening in schools is huge. Schools keep buying boxed curriculum that are the same as what they had before. They keep buying, you know, into this curriculum that claims to be different but continues to perpetuate pedagogy that's outdated and no longer supported by research. And just a quick note there, if you heard the train go by, I am in Chicago and I do live right next to the train. So choo-choo, there goes the train. All right, let's switch now to what you can do to start shifting your pedagogy. Step number one, embrace student-centered learning. The first step in shifting your math pedagogy is to think about the benefits of embracing student-centered learning. Take a minute to just reflect on things you've read and heard about student-centered learning and maybe make a list to yourself of what would be the benefits to your student. When you make the focus on students' thinking and you give students opportunities to participate and discuss that encourages them to engage even more, right? It encourages them to think critically and it empowers your students to take ownership over their learning. So try thinking about adopting some student-centered practices, things like real-world problem-solving tasks, math discussions, 
choice, math journals versus workbooks, and the list can go on and on. And if you want to talk about specific things you can do, send me a DM on Instagram at HelloMonaMath, and we'll talk about who your students are, what their needs are, and what your first student-centered learning step could be. All right, the second step in kind of shifting that pedagogy in small steps is incorporate real-world applications. So this involves connecting math concepts to real-life scenarios. And when you do this, you make math more meaningful and relatable to your students. I use real-world word problems every day with my students in Word Problem Workshop. I know I talk about it on every episode. It's literally my favorite thing in the whole world. In fact, I was recently coaching some high school teachers virtually. I know that's not usually my, you know, go-to grade levels, but I was doing it. And I met with five teachers in one day virtually. And each one separately said to me that their students needed to work with work on understanding word problems. Still in high school, students struggle with word problems. You know why? Because we wait until the end to teach them. After they've learned the skills, after we've shown them the steps and they've practiced the steps, the procedures, then we do the word problems. We see word problems as the application piece, right? And the truth is, oftentimes, we don't get to the application. We don't get to the word problems. And when we do, students are resistant. So I promise you that through Word Problem Workshop, your students will embrace word problems. They will learn the math through word problems. They will learn the steps, the procedures, the strategies, the models, all through word problems. They will start to see that math is not, is not just problems in a workbook but that it's problems from their everyday life, and they will read the words. Every single word they will read. I promise. <laughs> so anyways, if you want to know more about Word Problem Workshop, it's monamath.com slash WPW. But step three in what you can do to start shifting your pedagogy is to foster a growth mindset. Embracing the idea that abilities and intelligence can be developed through dedication, and hard work. I know we've been hearing about it for years, right? Good old Carol Dweck. However, you have to embrace it for yourself as a mathematician, and you have to provide opportunities for your students to not just talk about growth mindset or have a bulletin board about growth mindset, but for the growth mindset to exist and be practiced in your classroom daily. An easy step, start praising effort and persistence instead of right answers. Just in the next few days, I want you to reflect on how your math class goes. When you're going over the problems, do you focus on getting to the result, the answer? And then what do you say when a student shares the right answer? Reflect on that. But what about that support piece we were talking about earlier? Educators need support in order to make lasting pedagogical change. And I'm a firm believer that changing pedagogy should be a school-wide initiative. I think it's doable. I think school-wide change is exciting. However, there are only 180 days in each school year. 
And every single one of those is valuable, especially when you're talking about another school year of students feeling like math isn't for them. Another school year where students don't see a future for themselves in math. Another school year where they are crossing off careers in their head and in their hopes and dreams because they just don't understand the strategies that are being taught in math class. A lot of times our districts and schools are grasping at new ideas and quick solutions. Things we see on social media or from the curriculum company or the ed tech company. Tools and resources are purchased and passed on to classrooms at random with the hope that this one thing will be it. This is what's going to fix it and change those dismal outcomes that we keep getting. However, what we're missing is a unifying vision, a vision that pushes our shift in pedagogy toward productive and empowering math classrooms. But don't worry those exist. And you can create a math vision for your school, one that has actionable goals that all staff, students, and families can get around and work together toward real change. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.